Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The City Speaks. I'm your host, Spark City, as always. And today, our first topic is going to be about moderating my stream, and specifically how I moderate it and my approach to it, and uh, one very trying case, probably the most egregious troll that I've ever encountered in my time as a Twitch streamer, which is a few years now. So I want to start off by prefacing my general approach, uh, and in doing so, I'm immediately going to qualify by saying, like, this isn't, this is just my approach. This is how I look at it. I'm not saying anybody else should, you know, do it this way or necessarily try or agree with me even. This is just my approach to doing it. It gives context for my actions, I guess. Um, I don't particularly, uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there who might not have like the same emotional bandwidth to deal with trolls and engage with people like that, um, as I do. And that's totally fair. Everybody's got their own lives. Everybody's got their own stuff going on. Uh, so it's important for me to, you know, make that distinction. Um, so let's, I'll give you an example of like some sort of non-harmful trolling. Uh, the sort of classic meme from the Fall Guys era of my stream was somebody and everybody's stream was dead game. Fall Guys is dead. It's a dead game. Why do you still play it? Nobody plays it anymore. And so my approach was, you know, the, the classic thing is you just time that guy out and you move on. Um, but my approach with this is a little bit different. You know, these are younger kids. Um, it's never too old or you're never too young, I guess, to start learning the ways of the streets, so to speak. So basically, I would just ask them, you know, why do you think it's dead? What makes you think it's dead? And invariably, the response is always like, well, you know, the top five major streamers aren't playing it anymore. You know, it's not as popular as it was when it came out. And that means it's dead. And so it's, you know, I took it upon myself a little bit to educate people and be like, no, it's actually not dead. There's, you know, thousands of people play it every day. Thousands of people watch it every day. Um, I do both. I play and watch that game every day for 10 plus hours a day. Um, and yes, the community is definitely a lot smaller. You know, it's important to acknowledge that, that, that it's, it's not something that is a bad thing. You know, this forces the community to be a little bit more crystallized version as opposed to just a bunch of people following trends. And so, yes, a lot of the big streamers have moved on and a lot of the trend followers have gone with them. Um, but there are a host of other streamers and other content creators who very much enjoy this game and will continue creating content for it. And so the idea there is to say like, yeah, okay, so it's not as big as it was in August, but that doesn't mean it's dead. And on top of that, you never know. You're exposing to them to like, there's people outside of the top five streamers. You know, there's people outside of Minecraft streamers or Roblox streamers, Fortnite streamers, etc. There are millions of streamers. And so if you have a passing interest in Fall Guys and you want to dip your toes in, there's definitely a community for you to do that. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, like the game that has nowhere near the concurrent viewership and, and player base as, as my previous main game, Rocket League, was largely more successful for me as a, as a uh, you know, bit of content when I was playing it a lot. And so this is, you know, I think this is a relatively helpful thing because it lets them know like, yeah, there are other things. And if you do have an interest in them, go ahead, you know, explore it. It encourages them to explore it without being, you know, too, too annoying about it. And if they continue doing it and saying like, oh, the game's dead, you know, hold that L, you know, your classic like 12 year old Fortnite talk, then it's like, so why are you doing this? Why are you bothering to come in here and, and say this? If you don't like the game and you don't like people playing it, why are you taking time out of your day? to come in and insist that this game, are you hoping that I'm going to have like an epiphany? And so the idea is that you question that. And in doing so, most kids will just leave and, and stop talking because they know you're not going to get upset at them. I've had a couple of them boldfacedly tell me that they were farming for like live stream fail clips or trying to get their own, you know, YouTube thing off the ground by taking clips of streamers and, and being toxic to them and then have, and then clipping out of context, the streamers being toxic back. And, you know, I mean, these kids are 13 and just have too much time on their hands and watch too much Keemstar, I guess. But, uh, so 
that's that's like in the minority of kids who will admit that though but most of them just leave but you know again if you ask that question and they even try to answer it that means they have to think about it why am i doing this you know what is the point of me doing this um and i don't think i'm going to induce any kind of like philosophical epiphanies and like chin stroking moments from toddlers but i think you know if you can start them on that path i think it's very helpful and then i guess sort of the last very utilitarian or utility point and uh, and facet of me doing this and engaging with this is that it doesn't ruin my stream you know i'm able to talk to people and we have a good laugh about it once they're gone and you know you sort of roll your eyes and get back to enjoying the game um, but I did manage to waste five to 10 minutes of this person's time. Um, and that means that, you know, given that they're probably young and probably have 30 minutes of computer time a day, they are probably going to miss an extra stream or two because they're probably just going stream to stream throughout the top streamers of, of a, uh, a category and just saying stuff like this, you know, saying stuff like your game's dead. Why are you playing this? Losers play this game, et cetera, et cetera. They're just going door to door, like the worst kind of traveling salesman I've ever heard of. Um, and if you can prevent them from getting to an extra stream or two, you know, maybe that streamer who might have otherwise had to deal with them, maybe they're having a really bad day. Maybe this is kind of the kind of interaction that would have taken their good day and made it worse. Probably. So, you know, in a very small, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I deserve a medal for this in a very small way, you know, you're, you're keeping that out a little bit. And I think when you're dealing with young kids and obviously it's impossible to know on the internet, but you know, you can kind of get a sense by the way they talk even more like stuff that might be considered harmful. Like for example, the classic one is a kid comes in and asks you to do a shout out to their friend whose name inevitably sounds like some sort of bad word or racial slur of some kind or whatever. Um, and even stuff like that, like this gets, you know, this is pretty hairy and this gets into, uh, topics that I've had disagreements with members of my own community about, um, because a lot of people will just be like, well, that's an auto ban, you know, get them out of here. Um, and I think it's, it's more, efficient and effective to try and at least meet them not meet them halfway that's the wrong saying because it's not like they say this and i just chuckle with them and i'm like haha you got me but anyway you shouldn't do that it's an immediate pushback on like why are you doing this again you know i'm not skipping i'm skipping the first step of like trying to open their mind to like there being other streamers on the platform and in this case we're just skipping ahead to why are you doing this and trying to make them question it and the kids who double down which of which there are very few who double down and are like, dude, it's my friend. It's like an actual person. Like, no, for real. Those kids get banned instantly because obviously they're not interested. They're just trying to do this. But I don't auto ban them because I genuinely don't think these kids are actually racist. You know, um, if you're going to, to make a racist joke that is not funny because racist jokes are not funny and you uh, refuse to try to explain yourself in any way and you double down on it and keep trying to make the joke even though your entire audience is it's not landing for them at all then you need to move on you get banned you get timed out for two weeks whatever um but a lot you know a, a lot of the kids again just nothing they just are looking for a clip for their live stream and as soon as you question them on it they disappear but some kids you'll get the like yeah sorry this is that was really not an, not appropriate i apologize very rare but it does happen happens more than the doubling down kids that's for sure um, and again, even the kids who disappear, maybe they start thinking about it, you know, maybe they start being like, man, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. Um, I'm going to, you know, commit career assassination of the self at this point and say that when I was a teenager, I went through edgy an edgy phase and I made terrible jokes and I made terrible comments and it's not something I'm proud of, but it's also not something I want to forget because I had friends, very patient friends who 
time and time again would explain to me why these jokes were not funny. Because when I was like 15, I was like, oh man, people are laughing. I, I want to make people laugh. That was something I enjoy doing and I enjoy doing to this day. So if people are laughing, it must be funny, which means I'm funny, which means I'm going to keep making the joke. And what a lot of kids don't, and I didn't realize, and I think what a lot of kids don't realize is that in those situations, racist jokes and such, especially when you're young and like you have no context for why these stereotypes would even be like, they're not good, but you have no context for why these stereotypes would be even created in the first place. You have no ability to grasp the magnitude of what you're saying. So you, people laugh. And so you're like, oh, they're laughing. That's great. Um, but no, it's not. And the reason it's not, this is for any of the 15 year olds who listen to this podcast and also make off color remarks like this. Laughter is a form of tension release within the human body. This is what we do. Um, and that's why if you make a comment to somebody and they are uncomfortable by it, their default reaction for a lot of folks is just going to be to laugh because it's the least offensive way of releasing that tension and they can then get the hell away from you. So for example, if you're, you know, at a dinner with your family over a holiday and somebody makes a really off-color racist remark, I'm sure a lot of us have one relative who would do this, the easiest thing to do rather than get up and start, th you know, throwing fists around is to, to chuckle it off and then try and move the conversation on. And this is the same sort of reaction that, you know, that is happening when, when kids tell these jokes, but they mistake it as, oh, people are laughing. I'm funny. It's like, no, they're laughing because they're uncomfortable and they're trying to defuse the situation and get you to stop talking about this. So I was very lucky. I had friends who would explain this to me and eventually I got past my own ego and realized they were absolutely right and it was not funny. And so I stopped making these jokes around the time that I hit puberty, I guess, or finished puberty. I don't know the timeline exactly, but I benefited from having people who didn't just immediately write 15-year-old me off as a racist or as a misogynist or whatever, um, you know, or, you know, homophobic. So <clears throat> not that I'm giving these kids a hand, but it's more just like, I don't, I genuinely don't think any of them are sitting in their rooms being like, God, Hitler was such a cool guy. I don't think most of them are doing that. I think most of them are trying to get a reaction. And I think that if you teach kids that that's like, there are different ways and more effective ways of getting the reaction you actually want and not a reaction dressed up as something else. Um, then I think that's good. And again, maybe these kids never don't change. But if you keep, in my opinion, and this is why I don't just auto ban people who do this. Um, again, if they double down, if like if we have a conversation and their first thing is like, no, no, for real, it's a person's name. I'm going to double down and try and save my own skin here. That's when you get banned, because then you are you are conscious of what's going on. You are conscious that the joke is not landing and you're forcing it. Joke, by the way, like the openest quotes of all time joke, because these aren't jokes and they're not funny. <clears throat> it's just taboo. Shock comedy is overrated. And so if you are acknowledging and you're acknowledging and you know that everybody is being made uncomfortable by this and you continue to do it, then that's when I ban because that's unacceptable in my mind. If somebody comes in and they make a joke they've made with their friends and it makes people laugh and they don't know why, but they're making it in another room that they have people that they don't know. If you, I think if you just auto ban these people, you end up they end up with nowhere to go other than to hang out with more people who think like them because those are the only people who aren't going to ban them. And so I think it's better to try and like, you know, reach out while they're young, especially and be like, hey, you know, maybe we don't do this. Maybe this isn't the best way to go about things. You know, they're, this is not humor in any way. This is just you shocking people and making them uncomfortable. And I think that's an important message to get across. Um, and we've all seen examples, and I'm about to talk about an example of somebody who grew up without anybody to do that for them and anybody to, to any friends or support group or family to teach them that this is not okay. Because I mean, anyway, like, so 
and and we all know people who will you know be in line at a at a like a gas station somewhere and turn to somebody behind them and make a really off-color joke it's like man you got to read the room better dude like if you want to make jokes you know with your boys in from the comfort of your own basement or whatever while you're guzzling white claw whatever like that's your private life do whatever you want in public to people you don't know is just like my god and so this kind of like it's this it's a very similar mechanism in my my mind between a very young person walking into a community where they're relatively anonymous and being like ha 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 say this word that sounds like a racial slur and so ideally i'd like to help those kids stop getting that way and like i said i have a lot of emotional bandwidth for this i can imagine if somebody is uh the target of said racial slur they will not have the same patience that i do with it and that is totally understandable and i totally support anybody's want to just auto ban those kids because get them out you're a streamer it's not your job to parent them etc etc i feel like i have a little bit more emotional bandwidth on this for various reasons so i i like to take that time and at least try and like it's and i'm getting better at this you know like i like to try and understand i ask questions to understand where this is coming from i'm pretty sure sun tzu in the art of wars know thine enemy was actually about twitch chatters know thine enemy so i i generally like to know and and over the results you know over the course i guess not results over the course of my time on twitch where my stream was on the come up i got more practice with this i I wasn't very good at it at the beginning and I probably let a lot of these conversations go go too long, but that's part of learning. And now I'm I'm quicker on things. I, I'm recognizing patterns better and stuff like that. And and right at the moment where I really don't have that problem anymore. Um so this person that I, I had to ban, I don't talk about this a lot <laughs> on stream for reasons I'll get into um later. So I'll just get down to the scenario. So this person was in my chat. Uh, this was late 2020. So right when my stream was starting to grow as a result of Fall Guys. And uh, pretty normal person, I thought. Uh, seemed like they were an adult human being. Probably late 20s, early 30s. Just a guess. But that's, you know, going off my assumption. And we were talking about football because I am a fan of the NFL. And somehow I think Monday Night Football came up. And I made, I probably made a comment like, I you know, they it's like a revolving door of commentators. Because for the prior however many years there had been just replacement after replacement for the color and play-by-play positions for the commentators of Monday Night Football on ESPN because they couldn't find anybody with chemistry or because you know everybody sucked so it was either that year or the season prior where Beth Moens got got the start got the nod to be the uh, the play-by-play person which uh, I think might have been the first um, female play-by-play announcer on for a major network for an NFL game I'm not sure but either way it's extremely uncommon to see a woman in that position Um, and so this guy, we got to commentating, uh, talking about it. And he, and I must've made a comment about like how it seemed like it was just a revolving door at that point. And he said something along the lines of, yeah, like, I don't think Beth Moen should have the job. You know, I don't really like her commentary style. And you look at that on its face and you're like, yeah, okay. Like, okay. There are plenty of commentators. I don't like across the board. I don't remember really listening to Beth Moen's too much. And if she doesn't stick in my head, that means she couldn't have been too good or too bad, I guess. Um, just another ESPN Monday Night Football commentator, but she was out the following season. I think, I think she got fired as well. And, uh, and so I was like, well, that's, I mean, why not? You know, what's, what's wrong with that? And, and he basically said something along the lines of like, well, she just feels like a diversity hire. And that's when you're like, okay, alarm bells are going off now. Like this is, it's not explicit. It's not like women shouldn't be in sports, which is something that Cam Newton says anytime anybody puts a microphone in front of his mouth, that guy is like the most 19th. I mean, we should have known, by the way, that Cam Newton dresses for press conferences that he would have like a 1950s attitude towards gender politics. But we get to this point in the conversation, this juncture, this junction, if you will. And at that point, I was like, I need some clarification here. I was like, well, like, you know, it's interesting because 
I mean, clearly she's not bad because she got a shot on a major network and she's probably been in the game for a while and, and knows the game very well. And everybody else who came before her was a male who did a terrible job. So who cares? You know, like if they, even if ESPN in the most cynical way was like, let's try and mix something up and just slapped in Beth Moens, like the previous 10 guys were terrible enough to get fired after one season or two seasons or even half a season. So who cares? You know, that was kind of my point is like, put her in something needed to change. You might as well keep slapping things together until something sticks. Um, and he kept sort of harping on this point about how like she wasn't qualified or something like that. And I, I basically responded to that with like, it's weird that you say this about her. And yet all the other guys who didn't last a full season or only lasted one season, you've got no problem with. And so then the conversation kind of petered out again. He didn't say anything explicit. He didn't say anything like women shouldn't be in sports or, you know, they're inferior at figuring things out or anything like that. But that was definitely like, I was like, okay, well, I got to keep an eye on that. And, uh, and I thought the conversation was pretty constructive. Nobody like yelled at each other. Nobody came to blows. I got to say my points. I got to make the point that, you know, he was sort of, it seemed to me like he was being completely unfair about it. And so over the next maybe five days or a week, um, I started getting reports of this guy going into streamers chats and, and saying things like, oh man, you know, fall guy streamers and saying things like, oh, Spark City and Stewart, you know, they just do this so much better. Like they're so much faster at this point and blah, blah, blah. And on a, on a personal level, you know, as a streamer, that's mortifying to me because I don't, I've never said that about, I've never shit talked anybody's skill level for a number. Firstly, it's completely useless. It's a, it's a children's bean game for crying out sakes. Like how about we don't do that? Um, secondly, even if I did feel like that, which I didn't, but I recognized very early on that like the community was too small to handle that kind of fracturing of like people splitting off into camps and being on somebody's team, which we saw later in, in 2021 when somebody had a meltdown on Twitter. Um, and so I, I, it was mortifying. Like, I don't want my community represented by this guy who's going around painting a very inaccurate picture of what the city is. The city's full of people who are fantastic and, and supportive and encouraging and all that stuff. Nobody's sitting there being like, oh, you don't have as many crowns, so you're, you're, you're bad at a children's bean game, by the way. Like, why are you so invested in somebody who doesn't know who you are? You know, like, I knew who the guy was, but I don't know him. I don't know him as a human being. I've never seen him in real life. But anyway, it also turned out that the only streamers he was doing this to were women. Cisgendered women, trans women, it didn't matter. Um, and so people were screenshotting, sending me these things. And, and I will admit up front right now, I should have been quicker on the ban hammer here. Like I said, it's a learning process. I wasn't really, I didn't really know uh, you know, I hadn't really encountered this before. I'd encountered your fair share of like trolls, but usually it was like Saturday morning cartoon villain trolls where they come in and, you know, just are assholes and you just time them out and then they never come back. Um, but this was the first time where I dealt with somebody who was like, had a fully formed brain and was just actively and openly prejudiced. And sort of the, the final straw was one of my friends, uh, Chloe beginning, um, had a conversation with him in somebody else's chat and he was just awful, like dehumanizing and like, Oh, I wasn't talking to you. Like, just, just awful. Just, it was just hard to read. So I banned him. I was not on stream at the time, but people were sending me this stuff. And it, like I said, it was like three or four times over the, over the, the week that followed our Monday night football conversation. And that was, I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Um, I'm out. Like I said, probably should have banned him quicker. Um, but I didn't do it on stream. Uh, and this is where we veer into a topic where, or a conversation piece that's going to segue into our next, uh, point of discussion. But I don't like when people, ban somebody for being like and and then like post about it on social media like there's some kind of hero and the worst thing that bugs me is that like it's always very effective at driving engagement um 
And it feels bad to me because a, it's low effort, like calling out some kid and being like, yeah, you know what? I don't stand with Hitler. I'm going to ban you. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like brave take, dude. It's, it's 2022, you know, like it's easy to look at some, some news sources and be like, wow, I can't believe people still think like this. But the majority of people have pretty firmly settled on the fact that Nazis were bad. Like even, you know, your most gun toting second amendment friend, if you're uh, if you're in NA, probably has played Wolfenstein, a game about killing Nazis, and probably enjoyed it for the sake that they could kill Nazis. And played a World War II shooter because that was kind of the last big war that anybody's fought where, or at least that the West has fought, where there was like a really unambiguously evil guy in charge that we needed to take out. Um, and so when you ban people on social media and, and like clip it and post it and all that stuff, like it just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because these are like such routine interactions that it feels like it shouldn't be like you're trying to monetize your own virtue signaling is obviously a problem in this space. And it's a problem from viewers as well. Like when I, I have had experiences where people have told me that I'm, I'm too slow on the band hammer, which justifiably in some cases was true, but not on principle. Um, and I had one guy who was a regular viewer at the time, tell me and like pop off on me one day in stream. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but he popped off on me in stream and he was like, this place is a place for racists and fascists to congregate, you know, like it's really unacceptable. I think it was something because I didn't want to paint any political ideology with like a single stroke brush. And it wasn't like, well, some fascists are all right. It was just, I think the point was not all Republicans are child eaters basically, or something like that. Um, and you know, that's a, that's a, a very not all hashtag, not all men thing to say, but it's, it, I think it's important to make the distinction that not everybody is terrible just because they wear the same colors. Um, and so this guy popped off and was like, this place is a place for racists and fascists and, and I'll see myself out, period. Two days later, he's back in the stream. So what was the point, man? Like, this is the most exasperating thing. You caused a big scene. You got the point off your chest. You made this grandiose sweeping statement about how terrible I am and the way that I run my stream. And you continue to watch and participate in the stream just two days after you made these accusations. What is that? Like, what is that? You never apologized, never did anything. It's, and, and that kind of stuff like weighs on me because it's like, I don't want people to see that because that's not who I am and my actions show this. Um, and then also there's like this cynical burning, you know, anger in my heart for people who monetize just being an okay human being, you know, and, and, and drive engagement that way. And, um, and so I didn't ban this guy on stream to, to, very circuitously wander my way back on topic. I didn't ban this guy during my stream because a, I don't want to monetize that stuff. I don't want to make it a big feature of my stream where it's like, Oh yeah, stuck it to that guy. Haha. <laughs> got him. Everybody. Aren't I brave for agreeing that being misogynistic is fucking weird in 2022 or 2020. I guess it was at the time. Pardon my language. That might be the first time I've dropped the, the F bomb on the podcast and it might not be the last. I, I don't want to be too gratuitous though. Anyway. So, um, yeah, like I don't, it, it feels weird to, to, you know, hoist that up and put myself on a pedestal and post on social media about like how I'm such a great person. And this is what you get if you come to my community. Um, and I, I just, it feels weird and it feels kind of advertising in like a greasy kind of way. Um, I also didn't want to give him an opportunity to be a martyr. Um, if he clips something out of context, he's going to be able to get people to rally to him. And even if he doesn't clip anything out of context, you're still going to have people rallying to him being like, well, it's just his opinion. You can't get mad at him for it. Like they did with Kanye when he went on this whole like rant about Jewish people and, and everybody who's mad about, you know, other stuff somehow has the energy to defend Kanye for being an anti-Semite. Super weird. Um, the, the mental gymnastics are crazy. 
he submitted a non-ban request saying like, you know, I don't think I should be banned because like I'm tier three subbed and I've donated money. And I was like, dude, there's no place in my community and there shouldn't be a place in anybody's community for just open prejudice for no reason. You know, um, if Beth Moens wasn't good at her job, fine, but somebody approved that hiring and she did just as well as her male counterparts in a lot of cases. She lasted a full season, might've been more, I'm not sure, but she lasted a full season at least. And that was just as good as the other guys. So how is she less, you know, what's the point of singling her out? Is it the second X chromosome that's like calling to you like a siren? I don't, I don't get it. Um, but so let's, let's sort of segue from this into becoming a martyr on social media. It's a very interesting and tricky thing. Um, I don't understand why drama is so effective. And this is not me, you know, throwing stuff down from my ivory tower here. Sometimes I get sucked into it too. I had to uh, turn on Twitter's uh, timer. Like I can only have an hour on Twitter a day on my phone. And then it locks the app because I'm on there too much just doom scrolling sometimes and wasting time when I should be doing a billion other things. Um, so I get drawn in just like that. I don't usually engage with it. Like I don't post in there, get in there on comment sections and stuff like that. But I, I see it just the same as the rest of you do. And I don't know why it's so effective. It sucks because the, the way you can, the most effective way to sap oxygen out of a problematic social situation is to ignore it. But that requires most people to ignore it. And it's also maybe the most unsatisfying thing. Like when somebody comes out of nowhere and says like, oh, you know, like this insert group of people here doesn't deserve rights or something like that. It's so tempting to just like verbally curb stomp this person and be like, what is wrong with you? Like, and it's so obvious. And so when people do that, uh, you know, they get flocked to and the engagement goes through the roof because they said that they're like a decent human being. And it's like, yes, it should be celebrated that people are, that people are not, be let me, let me give you an example here. So here's, here's where we're going with this. There was a situation recently on Twitch uh, where a a girl clipped a part of a stream and it was lightly edited. Basically, his initial asking her where she's been, her response, in, and then when he read her response in chat. Um, essentially, uh, he was he's a, I think he's a just chatting streamer or something. I'm not going to use names because, again, I don't want to breathe oxygen into this. And I recognize that what I just said is I'm sort of going against it here, but I have a, a broader point to make about it. You know, she had apparently been away from the stream for a while, so... She comes in, says hello, and he goes, where the fuck have you been? Um, and so that kind of greeting, you know, you would get the feeling that either this guy is like a total raging asshole, which, spoiler alert, might be the case, or she, they've known each other for a while to the point where you can sort of do that. Like, I don't know why, but there's this trend that goes around on social media about like, oh, if you're not, I, I talked about this last time, like if you're not an asshole to your best friend, are you even really best friends? If you're not a, if you mod a stream and you're not constantly trolling the streamer, like, are you a good mod? Yes. But anyway, so clearly there's some familiarity there. And it turns out she had been a member of his community for years, like plural years. Um, and so she responds to his question, which was, where the fuck have you been with my mom died recently? Um, so just dealing with that, essentially. And he like you could audibly hear the stream screech to a halt as he then berated her for like two solid minutes about his weird etiquette for streaming and like how it was universal of like his and his thesis, if you want to call it, that was basically like, if somebody asks you how you are, you can either answer I'm good or you can answer I'm fine and I'll get through it. And that's it. Those are the only two acceptable answers in this guy's mind. And, you know, of course, and the problem is this, she tweeted it out. So she made this clip or, or yeah, made the clip and then tweeted it out. And people obviously flocked to support her because my God, what a 
what an unfortunate interaction that was. And she even acknowledged like, yeah, I know it was a little bit of a heavy thing to drop on him, but he asked and I thought that it was okay to talk about it because we've known each other for a while. And that to me is like, yeah, I get that. You know, you guys have known each other. for. It's not like you're some rando walking and being like, my dog got its legs blown off. You know, it, that's not your first time chatter. You know what I mean? Like it, it's somebody, you know, and the fact that he felt the need to, to bring his just chatting stream to a halt to berate her. And there was a, a line that's just going to like the worst context or the, like the worst quoted line of all time, which was, I'm just suddenly trying to tell you as he's like yelling at the top of his lungs for two minutes about how terrible she was for letting him know her, he she was gone, letting him know she was gone because her mother passed away. There was a moment like whether or not, whatever side you come down on, you know, like trauma dumping, blah, 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 buzzword, buzzword, whatever side you come down on, there was a moment there where this guy who has known this person for years put his own stream and his own just chatting Twitch stream in importance, like rank the importance. He put that above somebody who he's known for a while, their immediate family passing away. And every time I see something like this, which isn't like always often, but when I see something like this, I basically look at the video I made in February of 2020 before I, before my stream blew up. And I look at that and I just point to it. And the latter half was check your privilege streamers or the first half. I don't remember, but the title was check your privilege streamers. And I talked about small streamer privilege and this guy was not a big streamer. It is, it is insane to me that somebody would lose their humanity and have so much ego and streamer ego is a massive problem. You know, we like to talk about how terrible parasocial relationships are for the streamer, but my God, man, like the, the ego that people develop out of this and, you know, like, oh, the downsides of of having everybody, like having your whole community have your back all the time. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know, man. There's plenty of streamers out there with an ego that's disproportionate to what they actually offer. Um, but the, the fact that somebody could lose their humanity and get taken over by their ego, that one of their broadcasts, they had a friend come in and share some news in a space that they thought was a comfortable space for them because they had spent years there. And this person took time out of their day to fl basically flame this person and and say it was unacceptable because just because he asked didn't mean he asked you know like you were supposed to know that when he was asking he wasn't asking and so you shouldn't be answering a question he's asking but not asking does that make sense no it doesn't it really doesn't make any sense and i'm i'm heated when i think about this stuff because like just don't ask the question don't oh god i i hate this like weird random social conventions people come up with and then pretend like they're universal of like oh well you should just know it's just being polite don't ask a question it be precise with your language man like if somebody comes into your chat and they've not been there for a while and you're worried that they might throw off your steez by actually having a real life outside of your stream crazy concept i know don't ask a question just say hey i hope everything's been okay uh good to see you and then you go on to to try and cheer that person up because clearly they're in your stream because their con your content cheers them up. This person had their mom pass away and wanted, and you know, after a period of grief, clearly felt that they were healed enough to maybe go and, and, and reach back into their social circles and, and try and heal and get back to feeling some semblance of normal after their mom passed away. And they went to a place that had been safe and fun and comfortable for them full of friends and familiar faces. And this guy does this. It's pathetic, man. It's, I hate it. So 
after I've just spewed that down your throats after uh, immediately on the heels of saying, don't feed into this stuff. This is why I'm not saying any names. The, the unfortunate thing is that even, and, and this is not like, this is not me saying like, oh, her mistake, she shouldn't have posted it. An unfortunate side effect of her posting it, it went viral. She got like 50,000 likes on it. Plenty of people were like, oh my God, this is so great. Plenty of opportunistic streamers jumped on the bandwagon to quote tweet and be like, I would never do this on my stream, register trademark. Um, which again speaks to the whole thing about monetizing your own virtue signaling, which I also dislike. But there was also a large cohort of people who found this guy's stream from this interaction and were like, yeah, screw her. You were right, dude. You were so right. Woke moralists, get out of here with your nonsense. We'll see who cancels who and all that shit. And they find this guy's stream and his stream is now bigger than it was before this incident. And this is the problem with it's like fundamentally incompatible with how we as humans process social situations because the best, not the best, the most effective method to suffocate this situation and not get any social oxygen, if you want to use that metaphor, would be to ignore it. But she also was dealt a great injustice. So it's like the least satisfying course of action because she feels like she was, and she was, in my opinion, and yeah, in my opinion, she was wrong. Like this was a terrible reaction and should never have happened. Obviously, like anybody with half of a, a brain and any kind of compassion beyond like a serial killer could see that. And, uh, and so she, she got raked over the coals for this and obviously was kind of confused and hurt by this person she thought was her friend. So she reached out to be like, am I the asshole? And she even, like I said, she acknowledged, she's like, yeah, maybe it was not the right place and time, but it's just where I was in my life. And I thought, that since I'd known this guy and supported him for a, a long time, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're always going to have people coming and being like, oh, trauma dumper. <laughs> you're just trauma dumping. It's like, that wasn't a dump. He asked the question. It's not like she came in unprompted and was a first time chatter. I don't know. It's just, it's, it makes me sad, man. It makes me sad how many people in the world just lose their humanity for the sake of getting that bag. You know what I mean? That, oh, fuck it, guy, get the bag. Like, that's such a shit mentality, man. It's, it's awful and needs to go, I think. Anyway, I'm a little bit heated about this physically because I'm in a closet and I've been spewing hot air into a microphone for a half hour and also emotionally because that, that kind of thing just, it rattles me, man. And this is why I need to stay off Twitter. Like, there is nothing I can do to make this situation better. There are pretty much only things I can do to make it worse. And the whole, like, amplifying and signal boosting shit, you're, you're signal boosting for your kind of people, but the way that the, the algorithms work, other people are going to see it too. And this guy's stream is going to grow as a result of this. And that not that pathetic? And this is why I try my damnedest to stay off social media when I don't have to be on it. Or at least interact with things on social media that I enjoy, not because I feel some sort of existential dread or, or anger towards it. It's tricky, man. Like, drama is an effective tool to get people talking. And I just hope that at some point we can, and I specifically, but we as a society can get to a point where drama seeking and all that stuff is, is seen like just as the lowest form of entertainment. Because right now, it's it's not. It's like what the world thrives on, it feels like, or at least what the Western world thrives on, what North America thrives on. And it, it it's disheartening. And it, it makes me disillusioned with a lot of content creation. I, I thought we were here trying to create cool stuff. And, you know, with our combination of, you know, traits that make us who we are, I thought we were here to make people's days better and offer them entertainment that wasn't just catering to like the basest animal instincts we have of like, Ooh, I need to ostracize somebody. I don't know. I don't know. It's a bummer. Another, another heavy topic that I managed to take from, I banned a weird guy into, yeah, something really sad, but 
you know, I hope I hope everybody <laughs> gearing up for Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to release a podcast episode next week, next week because it would come out on Christmas Day. Um, so I might take the week off. This is a classic tonal shift where it goes from like darkness to like, oh, I'm just going to go business as usual. Uh, I did release a new YouTube video. I'm doing a Horizon Zero Dawn ultra hard mode playthrough uh, and enjoying that. So check that video out if you haven't already. I'm sure most of you listening probably have. And thank you for that. Um, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. This video is sponsored by nobody. Try to uh, smile and just just treat each other well. You know, give people the benefit of the doubt and and just take be mindful of, of interactions. I don't know why I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are already great at that. And, and so many of you guys help me on a daily basis, you know, feel good about what I'm doing and, and stuff. And I count myself very lucky to be in a community where we're fairly isolated from that kind of stuff. Now, the reason I never want to be a huge, massive streamer, guys, this is this is the kind of comes with the territory, it feels like. Um, but I'm going to keep doing 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 my thing. So I, I will announce that I do have a subathon planned for the last week of December. And uh, we're going to have some fun stuff. We've got some fun goals. Like uh, the the biggest goal is if we hit it, I'll run a little award show to run counter to uh, the game awards. And uh, I'll be populating nominations and stuff like that and uh, and picking things and trying to run an entire award show and seeing how that goes. It might be, might be a fun time. Um, so I'll be doing that. It's a five-day cap subathon from the 26th of uh, December to the 30th, uh, at which point I will end the stream. And yeah. I hope everybody has a great holiday. If, if I don't see you too much in the, in the upcoming stream, uh, everybody stays warm because it is getting crazy outside. We just had like a foot of snow here. Uh, but I love you all very much. Stay safe, everybody. Treat each other well. Hug each other. Hug your family. Uh, and we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye.